0: Welcome, everyone, to the Hitman's Last Great Year, a Smack Addict podcast project. We are talking about Bret Hart's final year in the World Wrestling Federation, which is roughly 1997. I am your host, Matt Vaughn, and this week I'm in a nightclub, not literally, but definitely metaphorically. And with me in the nightclub, holding a drink with me, brushing shoulders with me in Webster Hall is my brother, swaying happily. Will Vaughn is back on the podcast. How are you doing, Will?
1: Uh yeah I'm good man I'm happy to be here of course uh, This is very late at night uh it's exciting to be here uh with the uh the biggest superstars in the world's most exciting city on the wildest night of the week Matt Shotgun Saturday night who knows what'll happen on this crazy show uh that's named after a firearm I can't I can't wait I can't wait yeah why I don't know why it's called
0: that come to think of it it's, uh... it's ca-
1: I'll, I'll give him this sketchy name.
0: It is it is very catchy. Yeah, we're talking catchy name.
1: He's good at naming stuff, this guy.
0: (laughs) It's true. Shotgun Saturday night from January twenty-fifth, nineteen ninety-seven. I'm excited to talk about it. This is a this is Shotgun Saturday night as a show when it's done in a nightclub. This is the kind of show you usually you can only find out about it by reading like Cultaholic or something like that. These wrestling websites where they go like Here's eight weird things WWE experimented with, you know, in the last 30 years, and you, one of them's always that you know Kane wore a cape on house shows, or uh, Chris Benoit was a member of the Ted DiBiase's feder- foundation in 1995 on house shows. Also weird to think about that. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and one is they all WWE did a show every week live in a nightclub
1: for a while, and it was weird, and it was weird, and we're talking about it tonight. I, yeah, I have some things to say about the first one, so uh, I'm excited that we get to talk about this kind of curiosity that uh, existed. Um, you know, so many questions. Most of all, why? but also sure. <laughs> well, that's, that
0: makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm looking <laughs> at my database here. My database says this was taped. but it's this is broadcast live ostensibly or the, or at least we're told it's live. So I'm not sure how t- that works. This was taped at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, you know, Will, it's funny you say that because it can't be taped at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We'll talk about why. I'm excited to get into why. Oh, be- the, that yeah, day. Yeah, day, Of yeah, course, yeah, yeah, Okay, I get it. The January 25th, 1997 episode of Shotgun Saturday Night, it is the fourth episode of the show. Uh, oh. They're already trying to uh, iron things out. And we are in Webster Hall in the East Village, Manhattan uh we're in new york new york baby that's where we are uh webster hall is uh still around it has been renovated recently uh i believe jay-z had a concert there after it was renovated and everything like that but uh it is your class it's it's a a nightclub slash ballroom slash big old open space probably a bunch of rats in there unless they've got that all figured out by now and we webster hall uh and so we're talking about that show but before we do we're going to talk about last week's episode of the podcast, and we talked about Monday Night Raw. It was the Raw after Royal Rumble 1997. And with Shawn Michaels, maybe he was sick after winning his big title when the big question was who was going to square off against the WWF champion for the title at WrestleMania. We had Bret Hart quitting. Stone Cold Steve Austin got mad. Gorilla Monsoon announced there would be a special foray match between Bret, Austin, Taker, and Vader. Bret stopped quitting or unquit, however you want to put that. Uh, and uh, all four. He quite quit. He quite quit. <laughs> He did, some, he did some loud quitting, actually. Yeah, he which is very, very much didn't quiet quit. Instead of It's true. Uh, and uh, Taker, Brett, Vader, and Austin all had a brawl to end an exciting show. It was a great show last week. Very interesting show. It was a great time. It was a great time. Uh, and we don't have a bonus episode, uh, sorry, a bonus mash talk about today because Bret Hart is wrestling in a nightclub tonight, baby. We are going to see him wrestling uh, with beers flowing around him. And this is the part of the show where we usually talk about the dark matches that occurred before (laughs) the show went on the air. Uh, I probably just a bouncer tossing somebody out. We don't have any dark (laughs) matches.
1: And then they went to the Strand Bookstore, which is right around the corner from this place. Is that where it is? Oh, that's good. It literally is. And on Google Maps, Strand Bookstore is like the sections are labeled on Google Maps. Yes, I will. I'll be honest with you. I've actually seen that before.
0: It's a big bookstore, right? Well, it's a, it's a world famous bookstore, right? I have been to, I've been on the island of Manhattan. I've been in, in, in the Bronx. I've, yeah. t- I've been on the island of Staten. Yeah, I've hung out with kings in Queens, and mm-hmm. I have um, eaten Texas barbecue in Brooklyn, which is what you always wanted to have in Brooklyn, of course. Did you um, fly that, through JFK? Uh, I was a LaGuardia guy. I'm more oh, of a, okay. That's the thing, right? It's, it's, as much as I, I'm as much as I like LaGuardia Camelot, guy. I'm more of a feel of LaGuardia guy anyway, right? In terms of like my my mayor rankings. You start with you go you okay Koch is at the top, and sure. then below below Koch of course you've got uh you've got Giuliani but you have to say okay it's it's Giuliani then you can't yeah. go back and be like oh it's you know it's yeah. four seasons landscaping what? Giuliani you can't do that that's right <laughs> <laughs> and okay you gotta go De Blasio is probably the bottom LaGuardia's is near the top though I gotta say that so I mean no offense to De Blasio or anything like that Eric Adams not Eric Adams guy I think Adams is okay he and Bloomberg are often fighting for fourth oh, okay. That's what I find. Jostling. They're jostling. They are. Uh, and yes, we're going to see some, a colossal jostle here in Webster Hall. Uh, <laughs> if you watch the name sh- of an event
1: around this. Giant. The colossal
0: tussle, of course, was an actual event that happened. The was colossal it? jostle should have actually happened. Oh, well, yeah, Google colossal tussle. You'll, you'll be happy with yourself. Uh. So yeah, if you watch along with us on YouTube, and if you want to, you can just do that right now. I think the clip starts with Vince yelling about uh, how Psycho Sid will face Crush later on.
1: <laughs> uh, uh yeah and uh, god bless you too but the the um the quality of the uh of the poll uh, uh it, it isn't fantastic. Yeah did you well did you know there was actually a,
0: a quality below 144p? <laughs> it's, it's called it's called it's called uh 143p. You, it's called syndicated uh, 1997 uh recorded off a CRT monitor. Yeah, uh see, this is why I want this on the network so I can see this in, in CRISPR imagery. Uh, surely there's a master tape somewhere that um, Paul Levesque can pull out there. Call him, call him Paul because I'm a journalist. That's right. So I do there. So, yeah, we. With are a the journalist? Show. Okay. There's a bunch of people standing around. We see uh, Sonny is dancing on a platform. Probably wearing the most clothes of anyone we'll see dancing on a platform tonight. And uh, Vince so welcomes us. on a rope? Yeah, I don't know. There's all so sorts so of so things so
1: happening here. They're hanging from
0: a rope. Yeah. Not like not like that, that, that hanging from a rope, but she's like it's suspended by a rope. Or hands, That's <laughs> a very dirty. Uh, um, yeah, so no, my, it's Vince, a, is uh,
1: yeah. He, Vince is there. Yeah, Vince it, is there. Yeah, it's it's got nightclub. Owen. I'm, yeah, he is. Oh, Owen on commentary rules. Owen it should be on best. commentary way more. He is so good. It is he's so done good. a couple of, I feel like he's done a couple of bigger events too, but like sometimes he'll just like stick going on commentary and he's awesome. It's especially big. when he's commentating Brett's matches.
0: It's the best. Uh, it's super
1: good. He's he's, he's, he's actually like hilarious. Now Matt, I've I'm actually, yep. before I move on, I've actually watched a number of wrestling shows in a kind of ballroom nightclub situation before. Oh, yeah. In tell, Vancouver. T- tell me about well, it, Well, actually, in Halifax, I watched a battle royal at the Dome. Are you serious? When was this? This must have been 04 or 05, maybe? Oh my gosh, okay. Uh, And I remember uh, one of the wrestlers involved in this battle royal, I kind of knew from doing RCW when we would go to those shows. I was a commentator for those shows. when They did the DeBert Legion and the Economy Clam Dome. And at one point, uh, the church in uh, Cole Harbor that we uh, grew up going to. That's it. So he was involved in the Battle Royal, and he was uh, very nice. He saw me, and he's very excited, and uh, it was a Battle Royal, and the winner got a case of beer, of course, and uh, he shared his beers with the crowd uh, after the match, and Honky Tonk Man was there. He had a big replica WCW belt that he would pose with uh, photos with people. He was there with his daughter, who I guess was kind of like managing him. It was one of those things, like old fella kind of travels around to shows, and... Uh, you know, makes the appearance. We've seen Virgil, I've seen Virgil wrestle in Halifax before with the infamous, um, uh, uh, merch stand. The Virgil merch stand was there. We did yeah. not expect him to be there, but we went inside and there was Virgil at the merch stand and he wrestled that night. He left the building and he did an entrance with a limo. The limo pulled up outside. He got out of the limo. He wore like an Alma Johnson style, like tracksuit combination, uh, Leapin' Lanny Poffo was there as well Did he do a moonsault that night? You'd be a genius to figure out that he did This is at the uh, Spryfield Lions uh, It wasn't an arena, it was like a hall Anyway you, you, Hold on, you saw the genius in, the, in, in wrestling? I think he wrestled Troy I think he was involved in Troy's match that night Troy had a wow. match that
0: night C- concussion dealer himself went up against Leapin' Lanny Poffo That is yeah, uh, at the special. time of
1: this recording, East Coast Pro Wrestling Champion uh, oh, good for him.
0: Congratulations. I hope
1: you're still a champion when we finish this, uh this comes out. He'll uh, probably be a champion somewhere. He, he, he wrestled that old uh, territory-style system, brother. He's the uh, never-open-wet um, champion, actually, right now. Uh, <laughs> weird reference to make. Uh, that no one will care about uh, when this comes out. But there was a company called ECCW here in Vancouver, since replaced kind of by NEW, which is Nation Extreme Wrestling. Uh, What that's called trying way too hard to get an acronym. Well, they're just obviously trying for the acronym N E W, uh, which featured uh, back last fall Luigi Primo, uh, of course. Um, But they uh, put on shows at the Commodore Ballroom, which is a famous ish uh, ballroom here in in Vancouver. I'd say it's probably one of our most famous music venues. Yeah. And uh, every time they run the Commodore Ballroom, they call it the Ballroom Brawl. It's a great name. Of course and uh, they it features a balcony it kind of like reminds me of this place right it features a balcony and right they often do spots off the balcony or slam you know there's always like a Commodore like no like a Commodore no holds bar, uh, no holds barred brawl where they like wrestle over the place and they jump on tables and they spill drinks on each other Kevin Sullivan I saw him wrestle Brian Pillman jr. there one time of course uh, featuring a botched uh, flash paper uh, finish. Uh, oh. <laughs>
0: Too common, unfortunately, the, fla- the botched fla-
1: flash paper there. He's got to throw out the flash paper. Unfortunately, it will probably burn the trash down. But yeah, I've seen uh, re- Wrestling in a Nightclub a number of times. Uh, it was probably better lit than this show is, at least the crowd was. But, sure. uh Yeah, there's a couple of interesting things about this show. Um, and we'll talk about it, uh, I mean... For, to me, first of all, it's the ring is noticeably smaller, and it's noticeably oh. like a different ring.
0: Uh, it is a very, it's a very different ring. Um, you know, sixteen by sixteen, maybe fourteen by fourteen. It's very different from the twenty by twenty that uh, uh, feet that WWF is used to here. I'm, I don't know if it's fourteen by fourteen or not. That might, that might be comically small, but it is almost comically small.
1: Look at them when they whip each other off the ropes, and like, oh, yeah. they take like hardly a step. Usually well, it's like a one-two-step rope, one-two-step, you know? Yeah. These guys barely take a step. Oh, yeah. Brett decided not to wrestle in this ring entirely, basically.
0: He pretty much tries to avoid it. He does do uh, – <laughs> well, well, we'll get to it here. because Before the first match, though – I saw uh, a clip – sorry, yes. I got to
1: interrupt. I saw a clip of, like, Shawn Michaels from, like, I don't know, 94 or something, and he's, like, facing some jobber, but he's, like – running around the ring and running in the ring and sliding through and like, is it, is a chase for a solid like two minutes and the comment was, man, ain't nobody wanted to bump in that ring. <laughs> if Sean doesn't want to do it, nobody wants to do it. Anyway. Oh,
0: I love it. Uh, back, back in the day, man, the rings. Um, yeah, we have Mankind comes out for his first match and Mankind just kind of, <laughs> just kind of stares at the girl dancing because there's it just does. girls dancing here. They're just dancing here at this nightclub. It's that kind of nightclub and, um, He approaches her. He's generally being weird. But then here comes our hero, Bret Hart, who punches him and knocks him away from the girl. Yeah. And so uh, we have this one of the first weird occurrences of the night. Uh, The bell is rung as both guys are on the floor. So the match begins with both guys on the floor. Almost never happens. You ever see that?
1: Makes no sense.
0: Um, And, Will, this is the only televised singles match between Bret Hart and Mankind. Isn't that crazy? They wrestle in tag matches in six man's. But they do not go one-on-one on pay-per-view or TV. And it makes me sad. I wish that Bret Hart had a chance to do
1: kind of his version
0: of a Mind Games match with Mankind on the pay-per-view. I think that would be great. That
1: would have been so good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is a curiosity then. This is officially right? upgraded to a curiosity.
0: Yeah. Big time. Uh, so, yeah. we uh, When they're in the ring, we see the, re- the ring's ropes are yellow. I think the rest of the ring is kind of gray or black. Again, the quality not
1: great on YouTube. It's uh, but if we we can know like we know like the logos like silver and there's like police do not cross lines, the graphics for the show and the do replays. It's actually pretty funny, like the police line do not cross and the yes. and the even has yeah. like a, a the bug in the bottom left. It's not the typical WWF logo, it's like the it's on a police badge.
0: Yes, it is. I think the shotgun Saturday night is this kind of
1: badgy thing too. Um yeah, it's it's now, was it the first shotgun that Undertaker fought? helmsley and they almost like got his head sucked into the escalator that might be the last one they do like that honestly now i do remember when they talked about the first shotgun saturday night because it was on a raw a little while ago they showed the highlights which featured like the smucker sisters or something
0: yes when it which is the um uh the headbangers essentially
1: those (laughs) i knew they were men obviously and brother love was there and he called the sisters of something yeah Uh, so stupid
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh, man. Uh, I remember so, yeah, seeing I think, that
1: clip and being like, what is this?
0: Yeah, it's it's a baffling experience. Truly uh, <laughs> yeah. a
1: baffling experience here at the
0: World Wrestling Federation. I'll also All say right. the, the ring ropes, sorry, the stairs to get into the ring are, uh, they are, like, they're not the classic kind of corner steps. They're, like, uh, just vertical steps to get, they're they're like, just, like, flat almost. It's weird.
1: Yeah, they're, like, I don't know, WWF and, like, 85 I guess yeah they just had like the stairs like next to the ring and not on the corner
0: probably how they had to do uh, how they had to do it back in bars back then too when they were when they were in (laughs) smoky bingo
1: halls Uh, Uh, and like the crowd like the the aisle is very small the crowd's right on top of them like it's it's a very intimate uh, venue yeah big time um,
0: Owen on commentary. He calls Brett a quitter because he tried to quit on Raw this past week. <laughs> uh, but now, but Brett, of course, he's in that four way match that uh, the unique match that Gorilla Monsoon dreamed up to determine who's going to face Shawn Michaels for the WWF title at WrestleMania 13. What a concept! We see Brett. He tries to line up a snap suplex on Mankind. And he's cl- he, essentially he positions himself really close to the ropes in front of him. So then, when he lifts Mankind up, there's actually room for Mankind to fall behind him because the size of this ring is uh, so small. Uh, Owen Hart really calls the calls the women in the building hose bags. <laughs> yes. Uh Sunny takes exception to that. Essentially she's tried fishing for him to say like, oh, but not like not you. You're not a hose bag. Uh and he said, there's I think he says something like there's at least one woman here. <laughs> which would be her. Um yeah, they go, uh, Mankind and Bret Hart, they go outside the ring. There's some barricades on the side. So as much as the ring, as much of the crowd are like right against there, there are some barricades, at least on some sides of this ring. Uh, and so we see Brett and Mankind, they, they fight each other. They actually go all the way up to the announce table, which is essentially like there's stairs leading up to the announce table and it's sitting on a platform on a kind of an elevated section of the uh, ballroom, which I guess is, yeah, I guess they're on like kind of more of the floor. And so Brett suplexes Mankind right in front of the table, which I thought was a nice spot. Like, nice. Uh, I mean, it's Mankind getting suplexed right on the floor.
1: One of his specialties.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He loves doing that. Uh, and Brett, mankind manages to Brett, uh, to leg drop Brett in the ring, and he takes over from there. Uh, Owen he tries to get a little topical here, saying that Brett's going to lose here, just like the Patriots will lose at uh, the Super Bowl the next night, <laughs> uh, which is true. It ends up they, they end up losing that, and uh, I don't know, I don't know if they ever win the Super Bowl again, but uh, they tried. They at lose. They tried. The great,
1: great guy Brett Favre, of the Green Bay Packers.
0: That's it. Oh man, what a, what an organization uh, doing doing great. <laughs>
1: I'm in the playoffs oh, right now.
0: I blame the owners. Uh, every single one of them. <laughs> Fun thing about this is that the uh, the next the next night, uh, or the next afternoon, rather, after the show, they ran a house show in Philadelphia called WWF Pre-Game Pandemonium. <laughs> How good is that? I love that. Now, okay, here, here's a bit of it. Here's, some, here's uh, some more curiosity stuff. This guy. WWF, on the same day, At Shotgun Saturday Night, they ran a show at Madison Square Garden that afternoon. And weirdly, Mankind main-evented the show at Madison Square Garden, and then he opened Shotgun Saturday Night. I don't know if it has ever happened where a guy main-events a show and then opens a show for the same organization on the same day. Yeah. I guess probably unique. In New York, no less. Totally weird. It's the city that never sleeps, and neither does he. I guess not. Now, fun thing about that match, too, I will say, or is it when, it went, sorry, when I mean um, Mankind facing Shawn Michaels at the Man- Madison Square Garden show, uh, uh, that you can actually find a very, very high quality fan cam of that on. Maybe higher YouTube. quality
1: than this very show.
0: 100% higher quality. I, it's one of those <laughs> things where I don't really understand how it works. It just it seems like it's like, I don't know if it's something from the MSG network or something. But uh, it is uh, – you can find that match on YouTube. So if you want to see both of Mankind's matches that day, they are available on there. Wow. If you want great. to be Specifically, if you want to be a completionist for January twenty fifth, 1997, McFoley. Foley. And who doesn't? exactly yeah. uh, right. And Brent and Mankind, they head back into the crowd as we take a commercial break. And it's great because Vince greases after and he says, It ain't City Hall. It sure ain't Seton Hall. It's Webster Hall. He's talking about this great – it's as if we're all just going to drop our, our stuff and go, You know, we got to get to – we gotta get to New York City to go to Webster Hall here. This is crazy that we're not there. Uh, and uh uh Brent Listman Mankind kind of with a back suplex, he sets him down crotch first on the railing outside, and he hits a clothesline on him. And then uh we we get a a, a strange nineteen ninety seven thing here where Vince McMahon
1: he throws to Todd Pettengill. So what are, Okay, case so they did this in the rumble too. They, yes, they threw they Todd to a couple of Useless doesn't matter interviews in the crowd, <laughs> yes, like it enhances anyone's enjoyment of the show at all, yeah. Including now, this one at least is is good because it's so weird,
0: yeah. He uh, he's in the crowd with a woman wearing what I would what I'd describe Will as a fluffy bikini top. Is that accurate? Would you say, yeah, 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 fluffy bikini? Uh, and uh, he he, he's, he takes this long walk to reference a special edition release of Star Wars coming out, he like, she's Princess Leia or something like that. He just talks really. He's a total nerd. Uh, I guess it's not a stretch uh, to for him to do that as a performance. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we get there. And he's like, he's just totally weird. Now, <laughs> I appreciate it because Owen Hart follows up the interview by saying, he says to, he tells Todd to watch where he puts his hand, and then he sounds genuinely disgusted and he calls Todd Pettingill a sicko,
1: <laughs> which is amazing. Um, Todd Pettengill, just like a geek for the ages, man. He was so perfect for that period of time in the WWF. Just a mondo nerd. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to, I mean, I appreciate what they're trying to do here.
0: They're trying to make these events seem like a bigger deal than they are, I guess, or just kind of elevate them by being like, look.
1: Well, wouldn't it be fun if you were in the crowd and, you know, somebody talked to you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like this, there's life at this event. This event has like beyond even just what's happening in the ring. There's all sorts of stuff happening elsewhere as well. That's right. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, Bret Hart, he goes for his diving elbow from the second rope, Will, but, Will, he does the diving elbow where he lands on his back, and if you, if you do, if you, Bret Hart, and you go for an elbow, and you go to land on your back, you're not going to connect with that. That's always, always, always
1: going to be you blowing it. You miss 100% of the elbows you've flat back bump on.
0: That's it. I think, I think Wayne Gretzky said that. (laughs) I think he said it best. He 100% said that. Uh, and uh, Mankind gets a double arm DDT on Brett. Uh, though he does he misses the knee, and then Brett does a Russian leg sweep, but he gets to work. And then all of a sudden we see Paul Bearer has come to ringside. And Vince McMahon describes Paul Bearer as a rather ghoulish-looking individual. <laughs> Just takes an, a long walk to get there. A rather ghoulish-looking individual. Oh,
1: Paul. That's so cool. uh, I'll tell you a, a reaction to... That happened nearby at the end of this uh, episode. Okay, I'd love to hear it. Or at the end of this uh, contest.
0: Got it. Uh, Owen is trying to explain why Brett is struggling with mankind's different style of wrestling. And he says, uh, it, it "Quote: this is my favorite quote of the night. In all fairness to my lousy brother, Brett, he's an excellent technical wrestler. <laughs> just, just a great burial at the same time. Just being like, look, is my brother Brett a piece of garbage? Absolutely. But
1: he's also... A gifted technical wrestler and a, a Ooh, prince of this brother. whole enterprise. Well, he says like he taught Brett everything he knows, and that's just a great uh, heel, little brother character. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, and just
0: will, just so you know, I think you're lousy too.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, but yeah. I'm a great technical podcaster, so.
0: That's it. I mean, no no, no one's, no one's better. Uh, <laughs> it's audio is always crisp, everything like that. Um, Brett gets a bulldog for two. He gets this very nice swinging neckbreaker. Uh, and then he gets a backbreaker. Does anybody do the neckbreaker like Brett does here, where they grab the arm and they do a twist? Steal that, guys. Go back and watch this match on YouTube and steal how Bret Hart does a neckbreaker. It looks good.
1: It looks very, very good. Get on it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, gosh. Yeah, let's have all those guys do that again. Sure. Um, (laughs) uh, So Brett, uh, he counters the back body drop with a kick, and then he drops Mankind with a clothesline, and then Brett locks in a sharpshooter. But then Vince tells us, that Owen Hart has left the announce table. And we see o- <laughs> Owen Hart runs in, he knocks Brett over, and leads to a disqualification. And then we see Brett and Owen brawl to the back. And I'm not sure why they did this finish. Because it's not like Brett versus Owen is a going concern. It is uh, not currently a feud. It's just essentially just something to do, I guess. Right? Is that what I, was, is that what I would say?
1: Yeah I, yeah. I would give that uh, that distinction, 100%.
0: That's it. Um, so, yeah. And then Todd Pettengill... After talking to the woman in the fluffy bra, he gets Paul Bear on the mic, and Paul Bear is upset. He says something to the
1: extent of, Oh, the liquor, all oh, the women,
0: the sex, it's not right for him
1: about mankind. And <laughs> he covers his eyes. Uh, so, uh, my girlfriend was in the room. Uh, I watched a pay per view uh, recently. It was uh, an In Your House Season's Beatings, of course. It was yes. covered last week on the show. Recently covered on the podcast, absolutely. So the end of that show features uh, Undertaker facing off with Diesel. Uh, so when Undertaker's got his cool fin and the opera mask on, he beat King Mabel in a casket match that night. Five right. stars anywhere in the country. And uh, Paul Bear is shouting some stuff. And my girlfriend's like, "What is that?" <laughs> I'm like, that's Paul Bear. He's, he's hard to explain to anybody who doesn't watch wrestling. Quite frankly,
0: uh, yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough sell to a guy. It is. Um... Yeah, and and it's so funny because you hear the oh yeah, and we're also kind of like yeah, it's funny. We love it. It works for us. Yeah, we're big fans. It's, the, yeah, it's, it's it's nostalgia. It's the sound of it's the sound of the,
1: of the, of a time. It it's is great. funny. So he blames the booze, the the women, the sex. It's all too much for him. It, it none of that was involved in the match at all. It was just mankind was gonna get sharpshooted, and that was it. It's the environment, well, I mean,
0: it's the culture that's around him. He can't you can't ignore that. Right, it's 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 just it's it's ever present. Uh, I guess we don't
1: know yet that he's uh, a young Michael Foley from Long Island. We think he's Mankind from parts unknown. We kind of know that of the though.
0: They've talked about it even now on the shows. Have they? Yeah, they have. It's weird. They, the, the <laughs> mankind. They, they early on, they're kind of confusing about that whole that whole thing. It's just not. They're they're pretty quick to be like, ah, he's kind of just a weird guy, you know.
1: Is it? It's in, like, later this year, or 98, when he has the, the sit-down with JR, right? When he talks about he was a kid, and he was made to eat worms, and, you know, if any girls want to kiss a boy with worms on his breath, not very many.
0: Yeah, late, late 97, he's definitely doing that. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. and that's... Well, also, he's going to come out as <laughs> dude love later on this year, because Vince loved the video of him jumping off his roof.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's a... Also, also going to be happening here
1: that's the thing by the way mankind wears a mask because Vince said we'll bring him in damn it I'm only gonna cover his face he didn't like his face so he made him wear that mask I mean sure it were I mean
0: the, the it, it worked out it worked weirdly in a way uh, it worked
1: so weirdly that this mask makes sense on him in this outfit and then when he wears a white dress shirt untucked with a tie with a sock with a, a sharpie on face. It makes perfect sense as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's that mankind? kind.
0: Right? It's character. so weird. So weird. Uh, last Sunday, we're told that Shawn Michaels won the WWF title at the Royal Rumble. Oh, and we oh, watch okay. it happen I again.
1: That I did not know that
0: happened. Okay. We then cut to a woman pole dancing. And Sonny wonders what she's doing. Sonny <laughs> Sunny still wonders what she's doing. Vince says she's having fun. Vince. And this one's so weird about because like, this is a show where women are literally dancing in thongs on there. Uh, on the show. And it's weird because it's this adult kind of visual presentation. And yet we have Vince be like, ha oh, ha oh, ha, oh, she's having a good time. You're kind of like, this isn't even like going to the strip club with your uncle. It's just bizarre. This just isn't even how people interact with this thing.
1: This aired like Saturday at like midnight, right? Yeah. Like, 11, yeah, at 11 o'clock, midnight, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like Scott Ackerman's complaint about Saturday Night Live. Most of it takes place on Sunday. Um... But, yeah, you'd think this would be the show they could get away with a little, like a little bit of lewdness, but Vince is like, oh, okay, enough of that. Like, what? It was your idea to do this show. Yeah, oh, man. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's just
0: such a funny thing. Uh, next up, we got Rocky Maivia going up against Savio Vega in the club here. Now, this is where we get to see something fun, where uh, on the lower third of the screen, we have what's called a Chiron, to be technical here. And that's where they tell you information. You know, they say the name of the wrestler. Uh, and in this case... On the on shotgun Saturday, night, they have first off, it's super cool font.
1: Well, very indicative of what they'll use in the next couple of years. It's like it's kind of like a scratch font, but uh,
0: it's even even goofier than the scratch font they go to. It's just it's very like, give me the the coolest font you can find. It's the most
1: <laughs> back when the '90s when everything was gross and like messy it was like yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. what I like.
0: <laughs> so not only does not only does this Chiron say your name, it also has a little subtitle for you. Yeah. And so we're going to get these throughout the night. So Rocky Via, it says Rocky Via, And then under his name it says, has a way with the babes.
1: Vince, trying so hard to get this guy over. What do you think the fans of the World Wrestling Federation are going to like? Well, our champion is a boy toy. He's a sexy boy, uh, etc. Uh, So maybe if Rock has a way with the babes. And that's why we always have Sunny on commentary talking about how much she loves Rocky and has a way with the babes oh, has a way with the babes God. yeah
0: um, let's see now, if the,
1: let's see if the people in the uh, in the nightclub appreciate uh, rock by the end of this thing
0: we'll see it now the other question here beyond why almost no one gets entrance music except for as far as I can tell one person on the show gets entrance music
1: well these matches end too and they just go back to playing like the nightclub music
0: yeah like, well, it's, it's, like, it's right. playing almost the entire time um,
1: um, 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 um,
0: um, um. we have an interview here where Todd Pentangle talks to Savio Vega before he gets to the ring, and this is kind of confusing because he references something that happened earlier. This
1: confusing.
0: Thank you. At Madison Square Garden, Savio Vega turned on Ahmed Johnson in a match against the Nation of Domination, and he joined the Nation. That's what we're told. Savio Vega is a member of the Nation of Domination. But then Savio Vega, he blames his his hot Puerto Rican temper because <laughs> it's 1997. We that's how we talk about people. Is that like, Mexican people like spicy food, and they're also spicy people. That's not how we think Mexican people. <laughs> but that's what I thought then. Uh, and it seems like he's suggesting that's the only reason he turned. Or like there's, he is inserting doubt to be kind of like, look – I was frustrated. We all do crazy things. We get frustrated. Sometimes you lash out at some people. Sometimes you join uh, a a uh, an African American Muslim group, uh, <laughs> a wrestling stable.
1: Uh, you know, sometimes you, you
0: yell at a guy in your car.
1: These these are all things that
0: happen. We've all been uh, there.
1: We're all I'm only human, even though I am Savio Vega. I am and, I am Savio Vega. and I am Savio Vega. I am Savio Vega. I think that Savio, Crush, Farouk, and the Nation will be together for a long, long time. I'm excited about it. I mean, this is the first time they've added they've
0: added a guy to the stable since, like, we started watching. I mean, Crush was always a part of it, as far as we could tell. But they haven't added
1: wrestlers, just random guys. Well, did they add – yeah, they added – I mean, I guess because we know who Delo is. We know that Delo becomes Delo but you're right. But he's he not always add. around either. I'm not going to acknowledge Delo until he matters. D'Lo does not matter gonna, yet. Not gonna, he's okay. We want to acknowledge him. Acknowledge me. Uh, you know, when he's not getting pro over plunged through, uh, you know, limousine roofs and stuff.
0: The cars. Uh, yeah, um, also strange. So, like, when we get started with the match, uh, Savio Vega offers a handshake to Rocky, and Rocky takes it. It's like, so did you join the nation or not? Like, what's the deal here? Um, <laughs> and it's just strange. Now, we have just Vince in Sunny on commentary now. There's no there's no Owen. Um, Vince is feeling himself here because at one point he talks about how Rocky – or somebody's shooting the half, referring to a pinning co- attempt, which is such a Vince – a thing that I could never imagine Vince doing, but he did, in fact, say shooting the half.
1: And he said it about Rocky
0: so strange uh and at the mention of rocky's father's name rocky johnson study says that not only is rocky might be handsome so is rocky johnson even at his advanced age <laughs> yeah which might explain how rocky johnson ended up with all those half siblings for the rock but anyway we we, we digress um that's a whole thing that happened well you were, you know in the last six months there's a whole thing where they're just kind of like hey like four guys came out and said they were also rocky johnson's son it's like confirmed
1: oh agree? really
0: yeah, they kind of—they were like, uh, he's out there making little rocks all over the place. So, um, yeah, Black Adam's got some uh, some stepbrothers here. Wow, so we'll see it. Um, I went, Has the movie? <laughs> will the Rock have another movie between Black Adam when this podcast comes out? Should I know that? Is he is he in like okay. Scream Six or something like that that I'm not aware of? Or?
1: When does Super Pets come out?
0: It's already came out. It came out this oh, past okay. summer. Oh, I missed it. Damn. Okay. I know. Now he's got a Cameo in that. That's like an after credits thing.
1: That's uh. Exciting. He's uh, well. He's, he's the dog. He's crypto. Oh god! Why are we talking about this? Crypto yeah, okay. the super dog. We can move on. Uh, wow! What a. Oh, sorry, sorry. MG.
0: Black Adam also shows up though in that mo- in that movie. Just to be clear. Oh, okay. Yes. Want <laughs> to be clear? Just, exactly. Thank you. Uh, and so uh, yes, uh, Rocky Johnson also hot as Sunny says. Crush of Rook from the Nation come out and uh, Vince suggests they might be a little bit unimpressed with Savio earlier on, which I guess makes sense. Savio was kind of confusing. And uh, we take a break, and when we come back, Savio appears to wrestle a bit more aggressively now that Nation of Domination guys are out. He's, he's, he's putting it on. He's going for it here. He's, he's, he's getting, uh, his Puerto Rican temper is getting hotter and hotter. That's it. Uh, we hear, I think I hear at this point, a die-rocky-die chant from the crowd. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's going to matter to him in a couple of uh, months. Now, something I find, something I'm curious about, Will, what do you think the percentage is split in terms of this crowd being wrestling fans versus regular people who just went to Webster Hall?
1: Well, look, heard a little bit of an interview from Jim Cornette talking about Shotgun Saturday night. First of all, can okay. you guess what Jim Cornette's Chiron said? It doesn't make any sense, and I, I don't think you'll guess it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an unfair game to play, I guess. Uh, it was Cheese Boy. Yeah, that makes uh, That doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Cheese Boy. Well, I don't know. I've even asked him in this interview why they call him Cheese Boy. He didn't give me a satisfying answer. But he said that this was like a show that was on for like eight weeks, and it was supposed to be a show to get non-wrestling fans to watch the wrestling show, but it just, you know, didn't work in any particular way, shape, or form. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think there's some wrestling fans here. I think there's some people who are just like, what's going on? First of all, whenever these dancers stop dancing, the women uh, dancing on the things— uh, there is a uh, please don't go chant every single time uh, these horny fellas want their ladies dancing. nonstop. Don't take a break. Interesting. Interesting. Don't go. Even that they don't
0: Even that they don't want him to go. Yeah. Uh, so wait, Todd Pettengill comes up. He's an intrepid reporter. He's, he's roaming around. He's asking women in fluffy bras things. He's asking all sorts of people things. He comes by to talk to Farouk and Crush. And he asks what happened with Savio, but Farouk says talk to Crush, and Crush tells him to go away or he'll knock him out. Which seems pretty intense. Uh,
1: One of uh famous uh, catchphrases. It's up then, there with you're going down. You're going down. You're going down.
0: Uh, Vince just clearly says, oh, I guess Tommy Vega has clearly joined the nation of domination. So regardless of what happened earlier, that is our takeaway from this, I guess. <laughs> um, Vince accidentally calls Rocky by via Rocky Johnson, which ends up being uh, mentioned again later, which is funny that uh, Vince gets grief for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a loud Rocky sucks chant while Savio Vega has Rocky in a submission on the mat. Uh, now, here, here's some more exemplary commentary, which I loved. Vince says that Savio Vega, Sabio Vega, let me be clear, uh, is trying to rearrange the facial features of Rocky. And Sunny, at that moment, she instinctively says, oh, don't do that. Like, very, very natural. <laughs> just the thing of like, instant, like, just like, oh, just kind of spits out of her. Which is great. Rocky gets fired up. Savio Vega fends it off. He sends him to the floor outside. Rocky seems to have injured his leg, and so he can't really get up. He gets counted out. So Savio wins. I don't know why Savio can't just pin him. I guess because you want to keep Rocky strong. I don't think it helps here or anything like that. Uh, Rocky comes back strong. in the ring. Yeah, he comes back in the ring. Savio kicks at his leg. Um, as though the match is going on, but he's just being a big heel about it. Like, he's just, like, he's got you know, Rock hurt his leg. He's being a heel about it. Uh, Crush of Root come in. They attack Rocky, too, and... Uh, we get a proper nation of domination beatdown. of course interesting because later on the rock will be involved in the nation um, but yeah also funny that, to me as much as they hate Rocky these fans uh, they are not willing to um, they're not willing to cheer for the nation of domination beating him down they're still mad about that I got a kick out of
1: it they're confused they confused people that's it
0: uh, so yeah I guess. We are supposed to take that Savvy Vega has joined the nation, despite how weird and confusing that whole arrangement has been. Uh, Yeah, then we have um, Todd Gillies. Now he's with Jake the Snake Roberts. And Jake just says things. That's what I would say. He just talks.
1: You know, the expression so-and-so is on one. Uh, I think Jake's on one. Uh, 101 proof, that is. Uh, I'm not sure if Jake's with us here. He's doing a thing with the snake. He's like tongue flicking at the snake which mm-hmm. is always uh, odd to see he's behaved oddly with snakes before we've seen him in that uh, uh, whatever it was it wasn't in it wasn't in, um, it wasn't in uh, Beyond the Mat it was on another documentary where Jake shows up drunk to the show and it's yes. really awful and then of course he got uh, you know my boy DDP helped him out uh, years later so he's Not doing it right help. now but here is a little disconcerting and yes Matt he does just say stuff I'm like oh here's Jake Roberts what's he gonna say he says things like, right. what do you
0: people don't know about me? I can't
1: tell you. You wouldn't
0: want to hear it. All right. Moving yeah. on. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, we get a, pr- a great promo for Superstars tomorrow morning. There's an, a multi-tag elimination match. We hear from more from Bret Hart. Um, I just, I'm just just trying to imagine, like, they're trying to sell us on so much programming. There's Raw on Mondays. There's Superstars on Sundays. There's Shotgun Saturday Night. I mean, obviously, they have more now. But, I mean, back then, they're just kind of like, please just
1: keep watching. Get in there. Please. Well, this show also takes place, like, if this show is at 11 p.m. Eastern. This next show, they're like, watch this show too. It's like eleven hours away. What are you gonna do? Go <laughs> to bed right away, and wake up right away, watch Superstars <laughs> right away. Oh, that's
0: true. It's very true. Uh, yeah, they're like, you wake up to do that, and the next day you watch Raw. Also unrealistic. Try today.
1: to squeeze in a Super Bowl in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's true. Exactly. You could go for a party there. Um, yeah, we come back to women in skimpy outfits, and we see uh, Triple H is at the announce table. And Triple H has a Chiron as well, and underneath it says his friends call him Bob. Which isn't funny, it's just, it's stupid. It's not There's nothing to it.
1: It's really stupid 90s humor. Oh man, it's so bad. It's so, it's bad and dumb.
0: Uh, so we're here for Jake and Snake Roberts versus Salvatore Sincere. Uh, Jake's Chiron says women love his Python. Ha uh-huh. ha. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And Sal's Chiron is a real good fella. Which suggests he's more of a... <laughs> Salvatore Sincere is just Italian. He's not a mobster.
1: Yeah, but all Italians are monsters, Matt. I don't know if you knew that. Racist.
0: If Italian was a race, I would be say that's racist. But they're my race, white people, and so they're not. It's
1: not racist. It's just xenophobic. You can make fun of Italian people,
0: but xenophobic, I mean,
1: is, I mean. Okay, okay, well, we'll get into the whole thing. Yeah, but you can't. Yes, Matt, you can't make fun of Italian people. It's still okay.
0: <laughs> It's still absolutely okay. Um, Triple H takes this opportunity to uh, make fun of, number one, Vince for calling Rocky Maia be a Rocky Johnson. And then two yeah. for Jake the Snake Roberts wrestling in a bar.
1: It's and I think Vince literally...
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Vince says don't, don't make a Jerry the King Lawler like, joke.
0: Yeah, he name-drops Lawler and everything. Um, the best part of this match is the ending where Jake the Snake Roberts DDT Salvatore Sincere. Salvatore like flops like a fish after he gets hit by it, which is great. And then he gets pinned. Um yeah. The Jake puts a snake on Salvatore after and Salvatore just lays there. Good for him. They do try to get the snake over as like kind of gross and unpleasant, but um I don't know, I would have a snake on me. They're not like they're slimy or anything like that. They're just snakes. They just kind of undulate.
1: No, they're they're they're, they're the scales have like a they just look slimy, glistening, but they're not slimy at all. Yeah, they're cool as hell. Uh except for the one that bit macho. That one was pretty scary yeah I still have you know what yeah
0: that's another Jake the Snake Raw just like I have a hard time forgiving Stone Cold Steve Austin for cheating during the Raw Rumble 97 I mean yeah for biting Mach I mean that's if you're gonna bite Mach like that I mean at least buy him dinner first Um, we then uh, we we end the segment by zooming in on the Nation of Domination who are up on the balcony so yeah we have the Jake the Snake Salvatore Sincere match and then we the Nation of Domination is also here good to know now they are here it's kind of hard
1: to see because it's very dark and the quality's not great but they are here we're we're assured well, you want to talk about things
0: that are hard to see. Let's talk about what happened during the commercial break, which is completely a, 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 an almost impossible to see situation. Which is apparently during the break, Triple H came down to the ring and pedigreed Salvatore Sincere uh, with the house lights down and like the club lights on. You can see yeah. almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like colored gel spinning. Uh, and uh, I guess to show dominancy, pedigreed Salvatore Sincere? I don't know. If <laughs> <it>. Salvatore <laughs> Sincere is also a bad guy. Poor little baby face, Salvatore, sincere. That'd be great. That'd be a great move for him. Uh, and so we will. We've reached our main events of Shotgun Saturday Night. It's uh, it's, on, I guess last call. Right? Go to let's get your get your drink on, and then we'll go and see everybody else. And there get it you, is. Get your get you, get you, get, you, get you drink on. Yeah. Raise raise your glass. It's Crush versus Psycho Sid. Crushes Chiron tells us he's inmate one zero six four five nine three three nine. So that's would that's have cool. My,
1: I would've I would've gone for two four six zero one, but okay.
0: Of course, but you have to do that. But you have to sing that too, though. I got to oh, do I? Yes, you do. Um, as long and as you can sing better. I, better than who? Russell Crowe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I but it doesn't. It doesn't but the, the song where he sings that that's uh, it's Hugh Jackman. He's yelling. The, he yells singing his number. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not enough of a lay miz head. I'm not. I'm I'm not, a, I'm a, I'm not a, le, a less miserable like they are. So. You're more can't miserable. Speak to it. I'm a miser. I'm a miserable person. I've been told I'm unpleasant to be around and talk to and speak with. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> all right. Not fine. I'm a. De- I'm a, I'm a damn delight, as they all say. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Vince tells us Psycho Sid is going to
1: rock the house. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Psycho Sid, coming off his his concussion from less than a week ago, uh, I'm sure the <laughs> pounding lights and music won't bother him at all. Well, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, we see Sid come down some stairs. He's coming
0: through the crowd. He's getting fist pumps. I mean, he was beloved at Madison Square Garden and Survivor Series, so it makes sense that he's also loved here. Uh, he does get his music, too. I don't know why. He's, the club is not doing that. Um,
1: he's, got, <laughs> he's playing the Psycho Remix.
0: Yes. Um, that should... Someone... Okay. If you put out a song uh-huh. with a remix, you should call it Psycho Remix with an S, and it would look super cool. That would fully fit. <laughs> um, Sid even high-fives a thong-clad dancer. Uh, which I thought was funny I think th- I think there's maybe a, a, it's pointed out maybe
1: uh, that he did that um, <clears throat> Sid also has a Chiron Will do you remember what it is now, this is the only one I made a note of and I thought this is actually the funniest one uh, Psycho Sid and the Chiron reads fairly nuts it's fantastic I love it <laughs> underselling
0: it let's do it we take a break with Sid looking Man. dominant outside the ring. When we come back, he's flat on his back. Crush is standing over him. Apparently there was a distraction from the Nation of Domination who have now made their wing to rings- they're way to ringside. Way
1: to what ringside. What a roller coaster of a
0: match. That's it. Uh, Farouk encourages Crush, so Crush goes for the heart punch. But Sid counters it, and he goes for a choke slam. And then he power bombs Crush, but instead of covering him, Sid spots Farouk and Sammy Vega prepping some shenanigans outside. So he jumps out of the ring, and he goes under the ring. He grabs a chair from under it. He comes back into the ring. He swings at Sabio Vega and Farouk on the outside. And then he turns and he smacks Crush in the back with it.
1: <laughs> so he gets immediately disqualified. And what music do they play? His music. <laughs> they play Sid's music. Even when he loses, he wins, baby. It's just like, yeah, wrestling doesn't matter right now. Let's just cheer on this big 6'25 guy beating people to death with chairs. <sighs> They're like, look... It's been an hour. You're drinking. You want to see him hit a guy with a chair,
0: and we're just going to move on, right? And we'll get you to, Ugh. we'll get you to hang overly go wake up your kid for a shotgun or for super morning Sunday morning superstars the next day. So and I'm sure it. there's not
1: like uh, that small of a group of people there who didn't go to the Madison Square Garden show earlier that day and then went to shotgun Saturday night just because you know they're psychos. they would be wild to see it.
0: They're all fairly nuts, is what you mean. I think they're all fairly nuts. Exactly. Yeah, that's it um so yeah as sid stands tall with his music playing and a chair in hand he's ready to fend off more people with a chair and with that we go off the air for the syndicated thing so will for this little curiosity the shotgun saturday night we get to cover on the podcast what'd you think of this show we got lips to know your thoughts and your rating will be a three-tiered rating here on there if it was a bad show you say it's in the dungeon if he was kind of not good but not bad kind of in the middle kind of eh that's the night heart zone if you think it was great will you would say it's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, or as we call it here, TBT, I-T-B-T-E-W-T-B-T-E-W-B. What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I, I, I place is probably firmly in the Nightheart zone. It's uh, nothing to write home about. It's nothing that stinks. It's just a, a curiosity. It is a curiosity. So, you know, uh, the Brett Mankind match wasn't uh, all that it could have been. I think they gave more time to Rock and Savio. Uh, tonight uh, so like stuff just kind of happened uh, It was mostly I think the commentary might have been the highlight like listening to Owen and Sonny and Hunter on commentary with Vince and just the strange this strange thing he's trying to get over this nightclub wrestling that he's trying to get over uh, but uh, you know as the show goes it's, it's definitely not a good show I mean <laughs> I will say this I think it's unique it's fun
0: to see WWF try something odd and different and I liked Brett vs. Mankind so for me I, I'm giving it the TBTA TBT, TBT, WD, TBT WB. Ah, I WB I, right. I, I was like and I have the great grace of watching one of these shows then moving on with my life and, and it doesn't have to be great I can just kind of be like this fun little experiment and then just move on and that's what I did and I had a good time with it
1: now is this the only one that Brett ever shows up on
0: I believe so
1: because it doesn't go on for much longer
0: no, well, they they, they, they changed the format, unfortunately. Well, you can say unfortunately. They, they changed the format, probably wisely, to where they just, it's, it just gets taped before Raw, and they put it up on Sunday. It's still called Shotgun Saturday Night, but uh, it is not uh, it's not any different. It's just, uh, oh, they, they just you know transition. Oh, you
1: Yeah, you're right, because I, I do remember it sticking around for a while, but I don't remember the nightclub gimmick being around for too long. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they they, they stop it pretty shortly. And, I mean, this is where you get the whole thing with, uh, with people doing these uh, – these these articles being like it was a huge failure,
1: so they stopped doing it. It's like they
0: tried something out. I mean, I know that it's- Vince
1: McMahon was pissed, and it's like a photo of him in character being pissed off at something in the ring. Yeah. Like, Vince was angry, but then he found money, and it's just him with some money. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he kept it's going.
0: yeah, it's just funny what they do. <laughs> <It's funny>. One, <laughs> One thing I'll say to Vince pray.
1: McMahon, it's interesting to follow him in this period when he's fighting from underneath because this guy is oh, not yeah. giving up. This guy is trying everything he can. He's innovating. Uh, he's trying. He's, he's trying some stuff uh, for sure. So this, he is not taking this losing in the ratings war laying down. Yeah.
0: Uh, he's not jobbing. He's,
1: he's not. He's not. He's not jobbing. Uh, he's not counting the stars while well, the ref counts three. That's right. He's, you know, he's 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 in the fight. And, uh, you know, we'll see if this uh, these gambles pay off for Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon in the future
0: we shall see now we'll see next week on the show we're covering it's gonna be the january 27th 1997 episode of monday night raw and we do have a bonus match that uh for that episode it's gonna be bret hart against rick flair from sold out 1998 this is uh brett's first big pay-per-view match uh on uh, wcw and we get to see brett versus rick it's gonna be one of his first matches after leaving wwf uh and another piece of history that's gonna be fun to to break open and get into there so Brett versus Ric Flair from sold out '98. If you're watching along, we'll do that and the January 27th, 1997 episode of RAW. Will has a look on his face like he is he is perplexed almost. What's is, is are you perplexed, Will? I'm perplexed. I love it. Well, Will, I <laughs> am grateful that you came onto the podcast again, buddy. Thank you so much for joining me. To talk about uh, a shotgun Saturday
1: night. Uh yeah, Matt. Thanks. Uh, I'm about to leave the nightclub now. I'm gonna hail a taxi cab, uh, and go back to my apartment in Bushwick.
0: I love it. I'm so glad for you. Uh, I have, a, uh, I have a, a, a brownstone, of course, on the Upper East yeah. Side that you can stop in sometime if you wanted to. Uh, it yeah. cost me, you know, me $9.7 million rent, but I'm um, happy to be here and uh, living in the best city in the world.
1: Yeah, and best city in the world, man. Best city in the world.
0: Manha- the island of Manhattan. What, what could be better? Folks, the only thing that could be better is if you follow us on social media. I'll be honest with you. Smack Addict Pod, Twitter and Instagram, you can do that. You can uh, recommend the show to a friend. If you think they'd like it, I'm sure they would. You can also give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's not called iTunes anymore, folks. They changed it quite some years ago. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Will, for joining me once again. Great to have you thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. And folks, remember to tip your waitresses or skippy-clad dancers. We'll talk to you next week.